Hey, 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 welcome back to Fire at Will with Aaron and Rye. Today we are talking about something that we are passionate about. So passionate about. I mean, you could put this on my headstone, honestly, that I have loved being a mother. But today's topic is intentional parenting. What's the definition of intentional parenting? So, Just so that we're clear. I think that intentional parenting is parenting with the outcome in mind, parenting um, with attention to what every interaction means, what every setup means, that they don't, you're not just raising little minions. Right. Like you're raising, I used to tell my, so I was a teacher um, in the elementary setting for several years, and I used to tell the parents, I don't look at this as raising children. I think we are building adults. Right. And so when I think about intentional parenting, parenting with a true purpose. Right. And I I have to agree 150%. Um, I think that a lot of times people have children and they feel like, well, I dropped them off at school and they have clean clothes on and mm-hmm. they're fed and, you know, I took them to hang out with their friends last weekend that's good enough. That is not good enough. No. Um, every day and every interaction that I have with my kids, it's intentional. There's always a lesson. There's always a message. There's always a, there's every interaction. There's Mm -hmm. always something, there's context, there's substance to it. Right. It's not just willy nilly. And, um, I think, I feel like oftentimes other parents may feel judged because of the way that I'm like, hmm. Right. So, you know, say that you are a parent where, you know, Omar's father lives in L.A. Um, Say that Omar went to visit him for a month and Omar had friends in L.A. And after being in L.A. with his father for about five days, he's like, Dad, can I spend the night at my friend's house for a couple days? Well, first of all, you live in Los Angeles. I live in Atlanta. So, mm-hmm. no, you cannot because I never see you. Mm-hmm. If your friend wants to come over here, we can all hang out together. Right. But you need to be here with me because I never see you and this is important this, this is time. my time. But if his father were to be like, sure, mm-hmm. and send him off to have fun with his friends, I would judge him in that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. I would judge him in that moment because what message are you sending to your really you don't think you're sending a message but you are Mm -hmm. what message are you sending to your child in that moment you never see that person so you should be committing 150% of your time I know that if Omar did not live with me I would be and he came to visit me he would not be able to spend the night at anybody's house oh no and I'm not saying that this has happened I'm just giving this as an example but it would be but that's a great example it's intentional parenting it's you know what? I'm I'm sending the message that you're so important to me that I never see you, and the moments that I do have with you, I want to make sure we're making the most of them. Right. So no, you cannot. And I know you want to hang out with your friend. Why doesn't your friend come over here? Right. You know we can make and we a can compromise. all hang, we can out, all together. hang out together. Mm-hmm. But I miss you, and you're my child. And you know what kind of message are you sending? Oh, I never see you, but yeah, you can go back out again. Right. No. No. The the, the tone. A lot of people think, too, oh, well, I'm judgy in a way because I'm so intentional with my parenting that if they don't do things 
my way or they aren't um, as thought out mm-hmm. that they're a bad parent or that they don't love their kid. And that is not true. No. Love and intention are two different things. Mm-hmm. You can love your child but not really be intentional in your parenting. Right. You have to, as a parent, pay attention to your child's needs. So now that I have two, I'm already noticing drastic dif- differences in their character and personality. Mm-hmm. And so Zuri's going to need different things than what Omar needed. So I'm going to have to curtail and fix my parenting to cater to her needs. Right. To what, what suits her. Right. What, what was once applicable to Omar is no longer applicable to this person. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have to be intentional in that way. Um, I also push Omar really hard. And... Um, I think that that is also kind of frowned upon. One, because they feel like I'm going too hard. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, get a boy a break. <laughs> One. And two, um, because I put so much time and effort into him that I don't really have time in, for anything else. Mm-hmm. And a lot of adults don't want to sacrifice the time that they have to do other things like go out for drinks and right. hang out. Um, to invest in their children. Right. I would rather stay home and invest in my baby. Yeah, That's more important to me than going out and having drinks. Um, when I go on vacation and I'm not with my children, you know, I'll go out a lot. Like, I'll be in the club every night having a great time. But when I'm home, I'm mom. Right. You know, I, I, them. I always say this. My children didn't ask to come here. I brought them here. Right. So because I brought them here... It's my job to do the best possible job that I can do. A lot of people just bring them here and they just feel like, oh, well, they're here. Let me feed them. And they're cute. And they're cute. And, and I, don't have to, I don't have to find out what they really like. I don't have to find out why they're lying. I don't have to really. They're just fucking up in school because they're fucking up. No, 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 no. No. It's, because everything means something mm-hmm. and it's our job to, to guide them. And I think about, I think about Zion and how he's just like his personality can be drastically different from mine sometimes. So he can be very introverted. I've seen that. Very and what's quiet. what's crazy, and I've observed that. But the truth of him, he's an extrovert. I, I, he's a true extrovert. I don't know what is up with that though, but I've seen him. It happens. Yeah. He can do that. And I don't know, I still don't know how to, um, effectively break through that. Mm-hmm. But what I do, what I have learned is instead of asking, oopsie, sorry, the office is beeping. <laughs> <laughs> instead of asking what's wrong, mm-hmm. I just ask, how can I help? So then you don't. I don't force him to have to search his brain for the words to tell me what's wrong. Right. But helping might be, can you make me something to eat? Right. Or I just need to take a nap. Can you wake me up in an hour? Sometimes it's just low blood sugar. It really, sometimes it is. Right. But instead of Sometimes it's a a girl problem. Yeah. Sometimes. He doesn't want want to talk to me about that. Right. 
but I, I try to really pay attention to him the same way people pay attention to their dogs. Right. People pay more attention to their dogs than, than they, they do their, their children. children. That's so because sad. Because a dog, you'll know your dog's personality. You'll know, oh, this is what this means. And when he does this, this is what that means. But you don't know that with your own kids. Right. Your kids have thumbs and they talk. How do you not know this with them? Right. So I find it interesting that people can have that level of devotion and care for an animal but not for detail detail so there are a lot of things that people can tell me about my son but I would know if it was sure or not Mm -hmm. I know him even if he told me the wildest shit I could be like "Hmm, yeah I could see him doing that And I may not like it, right? But I can be honest and say mm, I can see him. That's that. well within his yeah, wheelhouse. Yeah. But I also know what he's not capable of, right? And I also know what he will not do, right? So if somebody says to me, "Oh, well, you know, Omar did this," and it doesn't ring true to me, I'd be like, "Nah, there's more to that story. There's there's some context. There. There's so, more, something right. else happened because I know my son. Mm-hmm. There are some people, even when confronted with the truth, with and it's smack in their face they can't say yes my child did that or I can see that happening they're almost in complete denial and it's not because they don't want to own up to it it's because they don't know their child right it's interesting because I like I I know Zion extremely well but I had never heard him curse Mm -hmm. And I know that he cursed with of his course. friends. Come because on. I've been cursing since the fourth grade. When my daddy <laughs> gave me permission. He was like, do you curse? I was like, why? <laughs> and he said, okay, I know you curse. But make sure the, the grown-ups don't hear you. I was right. like, oh, cool. So she- I was cussing up a storm. <laughs> but so I, you know, I, I already know. My parents and, never, never gave me that opening. Ever. They never said you can curse. And I don't think that I would allow Omar to curse ever. Now, no, he can't curse to me. Right, and he can't right. curse around me. I right. know that you're cursing. That's cool. But just go ahead and, and let me have that just one delusion. Yes, be respectful. Don't curse in front of me. So, but Zion posted a video alive on Instagram, and he was um, talking with his brother, and he was cussing. Mm-hmm. Like, hard cussing. Like, like you a professional? A right. Oh, girl. Mm. And so, the first thing I did was watch it a couple times, because... I'm watching well, my baby. Well, now he knows baby. you saw it, too. Well, he didn't He didn't pay attention to that. Oh, okay. He was just being stupid. So now I'm like, my baby is cussing. Mm-hmm. And that's well. Just, and that's just this. That's, that's just, just what I heard. Right. And not only that, but that's not even that big. No. But then I called him, and I was like, I saw you cussing. Can you take that down? Yes, mama. Because I don't want everybody to see that. Right. And he was like, Okay. And so did I get on him for cursing? No. no I didn't. Because you know he's going to do it. I just made sure that he was more aware of, don't just put anything out there that anybody could see. And also because people are very judgmental. Mm-hmm. And it would re- not only reflect poorly on him, but poorly also on you on me. as a parent. Like, oh, she just let her child out in the street. Yeah, saying what he just know. doing whatever. Yeah. And where is she? And, right. No. Yeah. But I and I and when I think about that, I think about how it would have looked when I was his age right. if that had happened. And my mom would have lost her damn mind right. on me. It's different times, but yes. It is different right. times, but I also don't want... I want my son to respect me, which he does. I want him to have a tiny bit of fear, which is healthy. 
But I don't want him to be so afraid of me. That he's not honest with you. Right. So that's another thing, too. But there's some kids that, um, yes, that, that fear their parents so much that they're dishonest. Mm-hmm. But there's some children that are just dishonest. Right. And when you find your child telling stories or telling lies, I really feel like it's because you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. There, There's a deeper issue. You have to listen and you have to call them on their shit. You have to. So and when they're talking and you're you're hearing some untruths or some things that just don't make sense, mm-hmm. it is our job to pause them and question them. You got to give them the Claire Huxtable. I agree. This is the thing. I'm not really judgy with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna be re- if uh, somebody chooses to date a million people and sleep with a million people and what I don't care that's your life live your life do what you want to do I'm judgy with people that I love Mm -hmm. um, because I care about them and I want them to do better but usually in life I'm not judgy but with parenting I find myself being very judgmental like if I see someone out and they look put together every time I see them but then every time I see their child their child looks a mess disheveled I judge them on that if I see somebody that's personally successful, but their child is failing, I judge them on that. Mm-hmm. Because if your child is failing, you're failing. Right. In my opinion, mm-hmm. you're not doing your job as a parent. The only... A lot of people do feel like, well, I love you. I put a roof over your head. I feed you. I feed you. I send you to school. You yeah. have your needs met. Your right. needs are met. I'm doing my job as a parent. I don't feel like you're doing your job as a parent. A foster home could do that. Right. It's the bare minimum. It is not... That's not the job. And it bothers that's me the, because... That, to me, that's just the showing up. It is. You know what I mean? Like, that's and, not the effort. And I feel bad for the child because they're never going to be able to see their their potential or to realize their greatness because they don't have anybody supporting that. Mm-hmm. So when you bring a child into the world, the whole purpose to me is to contribute to this world to add a contribution so what I do is I keep that in mind every time I deal with my children I'm saying okay yes this fool is getting on my nerves and I want to cuss him out but I'm not going to do that because (laughs) that would be sending the wrong message and the person that I'm trying to raise I want him to be balanced I want him to be healthy mentally and emotionally I want him to be able to handle these things Um, I also make sure to uh, expose Omar to a lot of things I'm going to do the same thing with Zuri um, since he's been small. I never had a lot of money, mm-hmm. but God always made it work. Right. I always have been very intentional about showing him things, even in things that I don't think that he's necessarily going to enjoy or really, in, you know, inhale in that moment. Right. But after the fact, I, he brought up something that he did when he was... He's like, Mom, remember when you took me to that museum and we did this? And I'm like, I can't believe you remember that. There are oh, certain things that they, they, right. they carry with them. And I also set the tone of working hard. So everybody that knows me and how I parent Omar, Omar is very privileged more so than most kids. Omar travels. He does a lot of things. Even when I don't have the money, girl, I don't know how to figure it out, but I do. <laughs> I take this boy all over. Right. And it's because he works hard. But And that's also a product life, of, right, though. And, oh, right. Like, you, that's you, a great... Right. When I'm you work hard at work, right. 
you get recognition, you get extra, you get a bonus, you get this, you get a promotion. We and then somehow we expect our children to work hard and just be grateful. But the thing is that we don't teach our children how to work hard. No, we don't. So we get mad at them. Well, you got an F on this test. But did you sit down and did you study with your child? And then if you don't know how to study, then you need to ask for help. Right. That's all. Set ask chi- for help. You, it's your responsibility to set your child up for success. Right. So I know for a fact that I am, I've created two people that are going to contribute to society. I'm not just raising anybody. Mm-hmm. That's just going to be just here. Right. My children are going to make an impact in the world. That's my contribution. That's my saving grace. My mm-hmm. children are my saving grace. I, I feel like, maybe I also feel like, not that I'm living vicariously through them, because I didn't fulfill my own potential. I oftentimes feel like I didn't fulfill my own potential. But um, I think that I'm supporting and loving them in the way that I wish that I would have been supported. Because I never once said... I wish that my mom wasn't so hard on me and she didn't push me that hard. I never once no. said that shit. I and wish I they would have pushed me harder. I, I, I've said that so many times that I wish my parents would have pushed me to be involved in sports mm-hmm. and to stay with it. Mm-hmm. Instead, I was in I was in dance and I was in theater and I was, in, but I feel like I should have been in um, sports because it would have given me a different type of drive and discipline. Mm-hmm that would have added to me um, even now. He scared but, me. I thought that something happened. Omar, go inside. He thinks he's so funny. You see, this is the this is the craziness I'm talking about. But anyway, go ahead. But you know, he feels free. <laughs> and yes. I feel like mine is coming next. <laughs> Listen, they do. And that's another thing too. You can tell by our dynamic and the yes. way that we deal with each other. When you have a conversation with our children or you see the way that they deal with us, you can tell these children are nurtured. Yes. They're loved. Right. Like for real, for real. Right. Not just basic necessity. These children are poured into. Right. And that's that's the important part. Not smothered. No. Nurtured. Mm-hmm. Poured into. Mm-hmm. Like in every cell, in every piece of them, we are inspiring them and motivating them to be their best selves and we're loving them into that place too so it's not they're not starved for attention Mm -hmm. they're not starved for experiences Mm -hmm. um and it's interesting for them to have been only children for so long right i mean zion's something like an only child he's an only child in my house but he does have, have siblings and then for omar to be an only child for so long they've gotten like it's almost like just the direct hit of all of our, our love and joy and good intentions. We've been pouring it onto them. So they have had a great start. They are so much further along than the average kid. Right. And then when I, even when I look at um, them next to other children, like it's, it is something different. And I'm not, I don't think I'm being arrogant when I say that we're doing an amazing job because that's the our intention is to build great people right that's really the intention and we wake up whole people and we wake up every day and we hold ourselves accountable as parents yes and we put forth the effort regardless if we're tired regardless if we have our own agenda i would love to go and get a massage get my nails done do whatever get my hair go out to the have drinks with my girlfriend Mm -hmm. i would love to do that at least once or twice a week 
unfortunately it doesn't always work like that because my children take priority right and so I have to focus on them and their needs and it oftentimes conflicts with adult time mm-hmm. well guess what that's my job right it's my job as their and parent. I chose it right I literally I really I chose it right and I'm not sorry like there are times where there, of course there's times when you're like man I wish I could go do blah 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 right. but I never regret never I never regret this entire experience of mothering. There, there are times where I need time for myself. Of course. But it's like, I need an hour out of the day. Yeah. Just an hour, just to kind of decompress, get myself together, get my thoughts together. Um, and then I'm able to be the best mom. But I don't need to go out and have a drink. I don't need to go out to the club. I don't need to... I mean, those are nice. Those are mm-hmm. bonuses. Those are pluses. But those aren't necessities for me. What I need is to be a good mother. Right. I need to do that. If I am not pouring into my kids, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And sometimes all I need is just a little bit of silence. Right. I, Zion and I used to go to school together. And so when we would get in the car, I didn't do this on purpose, but he noticed that if I turn the radio off, that I didn't want to talk. And, and he so, was respectful of that. And the first couple times, he was like, Mommy, do you have a headache? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I, I do have a headache. Okay, because the radio's off, so I know you don't feel like talking, so I'll be quiet. And this is when he was little. Oh, it's so cute. Kindergarten, first right. grade. And then I had to be mindful of making sure that I'm not getting in the car, turning the radio off every and just, day. And just setting a bad tone. Yeah. Where he thinks you're in a bad mood. Right. Every day you got a headache. Like, right. damn lady, what's wrong with you? Get your life together. Oh, miserable oh, self. Take some Advil. <laughs> right. Shit. You know? I didn't do it to you. Right. Right. So I, then I had to, when I noticed that he was aware right. of what I was and doing. And it was impacting him. Yes. Because then he I made wants sure. to talk to you about his day. He does. In kindergarten, I got a bunch of shit oh to tell gosh. you. Oh my gosh. Joey picked his nose and put his booger on Allison, I made a finger painting. We went outside and did water play. Everything. I mean, today was great, mommy. Yes. They want to tell you everything. And I'm and here. I am. I had pizza and down. corn. Right. And then Joey, after he put the booger on Allison, she threw up her corn. But it was still great, mom. We had a great day. They have so much to tell you, they and they're do. so excited and they're so happy. And here I am in my mood. Mm-hmm. So I was very intentional about making sure that I had the radio on. More often than not. So that he knew that it was mm-hmm. an open space where he could talk and say, yeah, oh, this is my jam. Right. This is what happened today. And this song reminds me of whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that he wanted to talk about. Yes. It's about listening. Mm-hmm. And it's also about the fact that you love your son enough that you paid attention. Right. But he paid, paid attention, attention to me first. Mm-hmm, because he learned from his mama. Mm-hmm. He paid attention to me first. And he taught me to pay attention to him. So, initially... So you have a a baby baby, like Mm -hmm. a real baby. Mm -hmm. So you pay attention to her cries. Mm -hmm. But she don't really cry, but that's But you pay attention to her sounds. I pay attention to her her screaming at me. (laughs) And you know when she does it this time or when it sounds like this, it means these. I'm learning how to read her. So I know what different kinds of sounds mean so i know what the scream means like hurry up lady right you know hurry up and bring my body come on girl yeah she's she's not a crybaby like omar was she's more of like screaming at me like hey right get it together i'm hungry you're taking too long we got a schedule right and you messing this up she's uh she has a very strong personality out the gate Mm -hmm. where omar was more crybaby needy mommy i love you please be near me Mm -hmm. she's more like i know what i want you need to figure me out and have my shit ready and 
even as a baby, I can respect that. Yes. And she's she's so intentional with it that it forces you mm-hmm. to pay attention and recognize her needs. Right. So it, she's not hard to read for me. It's very easy. I'm like, okay, girl, I'm, I'm hurrying. Yes, Nessa, I'm coming with this bottle, honey. Hold on a second. Oh, you're tired. Oh, you want your back? I know what she wants. Right. Because she is an easy... I can read her. Mm-hmm. And she's also my baby, so I pay attention. But I understand where some parents may be confused. They're like, the baby's crying. The baby won't be quiet. And they can't figure it out. Right. But are they really tuning into their child? Right. Are they really paying attention? Because if you were, then you would be able to figure it you out. You know. So when children start misbehaving and start doing things that are out of character or whatever, um, I always feel like it's because their parents aren't paying attention and there are other things going on and you really have to invest in your child to try to help them figure out and also help yourself figure out how you can help them. When your child does something wrong and you just punish them, without really doing any discovery that bothers me right because you're you're not not, teaching them anything and you're not helping them resolve the real issue no because there's a reason why they've really done something Mm -hmm. it could be anything it could be something as small as when so-and-so did it everybody laughed i wanted everybody to laugh with me too right it could be something like because that. Because they, they, they wanted attention. Mm-hmm. So therefore, what, well, you're not getting enough attention at home. Maybe I should pay attention. Maybe I should laugh. Or maybe it's not. Right. I'm laugh not laughing you with you enough. Right, right, right. And so then I'm not appreciating or your humor. You, and, but you know what? You could also just be a ham. Because I know sometimes Omar is just a ham. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when he's around his boys especially, he wants to be Mr. Cool Man. And he puts on a face and he likes getting laughs. Mm-hmm. And he they even do it with us. You notice that Zion always right. do that with us? Yes. They like to make us laugh and even when they're getting on our nerves they do dumb shit just because they it right. they love it yes. they love pushing they thrive, on, they thrive yes. off, of, off of the laugh <laughs> they, they like getting people to laugh at mm-hmm. them and while it's admirable in a certain you know space and I can appreciate it because he's mine and I love him and he can work my nerves and it won't be appreciated in every space right and so if you're doing this in class well, it's your teacher won't appreciate that. Right. It's and I can come in and talk about how special you are. But I and, also and understand. And your teacher will be like, no, the fuck he's not. <laughs> he's in here acting a damn fool. And I got 15 other special children right, in here. Right. So can you please. And they know how to behave without, right. without trying to cackle every two seconds. Exactly. And making people laugh and being disruptive. So I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, I'm not saying that intentional parenting is perfect. And I don't say that. I'm not saying that intentional parenting produces perfect children. But I'm saying that intentional parenting produces confident children. um, That it produces productive members of society. And I I I would hope that our children are more secure. Oh, these two are... Like they're not needing... No. So, where other, I think that sexuality, for instance, Mm -hmm. a lot of children get involved in sexual situations earlier on when they're not receiving the correct amount of love at home. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that our boys are attracted to girls. I think that they like girls. I even think Zion has a little girlfriend, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that they're more respectful and in the timing and waiting for certain things because they're receiving an abundance of real love. Right. Not sexual love. Right. But real love at home so they don't feel the need to, well, I need somebody to love me. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not associating sex with love. 
Right. And even their natural curiosity mm-hmm. about those things, mm-hmm. it's still not going to propel them forward into it mm-hmm. because I think that intentional parenting, a big piece of that is keeping them age appropriate. Right. Like we don't, he's not older than he should be. Like my son is actually 15, mm-hmm. like a real 15. Right. Like girl, almost like a fairy tale. Right. <laughs> like right. it's, you know, like he's got this nice balance of maturity and, and still uh, and immature. Still youthful. And, he's still and, youthful. Right. And still just having a good time. And I was a different 15. I was a I was a different fifteen too, but I also understand. I came out of a different house. I came out of a very different situation mm-hmm. at fifteen. I would, if my children do anything like what I was doing at fifteen, they all dying. I'm <laughs> killing everybody. I'm telling you right now, I was bad as all hell, and I think that that also prepared me to be a better parent mm-hmm. because I understood that my needs weren't met, and so I was acting out because my needs weren't being met and. I said, you know what? If I ever have children, I'm going to make sure to cater to their needs. There's right. nothing wrong with that to me. No. I parent from a perspective. I parent with more yeses than nos. Mm-hmm. If I can do it for you, I will do it for you. I do agree with that. I don't think that they should hear no that often. Like, no, because I said so. Right. And no. And, no. I, and that because I said so. Like, that's a... That's a problem. Like, we, we can't be that I give way. Expo- no, sometimes when I'm tired, I do say no. Because I says it. Because right. he's just asking. Yes. He just asking to get on my fucking right. nerves. Mom, I can't have no juice. No. Why? Because I said so. Okay. Don't what? What you mean, why? There are certain reasons that I, certain times that I do say because no, I said so. No, but a real so. scenario. But real shit. Yes. I always have we the talk time about and it. the capacity. We always, we always talk about it. Mm-hmm. We always talk about it. And he feels comfortable talking with me about it. Right. He feels comfortable asking questions. He, I think, I think that one mistake that I've kind of made a little bit with Omar is that I've made him feel like we are friends. Mm-hmm. So he's almost too comfortable at asking certain things or saying certain things because he really feels like we're friends and we are friends. Mm-hmm. And I love that. But there are some times where I'm like, damn, I wish that he wasn't right. like so comfortable. Because like I wish so he would fresh. just, right. you know, he just, just open up. the top. He's so right. fresh. Just be quiet. But that's because his comfort level is like, yes. you know what I'm saying? Through the roof. And I can relate to that because my child and I are the same way. That boy so, is comfortable. And he's starting. <laughs> the thing is, though, and I'm laughing because I can think of any number of things that he says to me that while somebody else hearing it may think it's inappropriate, this should be true. Yeah. And so then it's funny. And because we have that dynamic, he feels comfortable enough yes. to say it to me. And I allow that honesty mm-hmm. because I'm an honest ass motherfucker. Right. And I don't mind. I don't mind that. I just don't. In real life, though, in real life, you have to have a filter. Yes. In real life, in certain situations, you have to know how to say certain things. Yes. And that may be to his detriment because I think that he thinks, well, I'm just telling the truth, but there's a way to say the truth sometimes. Yes. So I, and I've noticed that he does have a filter. Example, I went to his school to volunteer and I sat in on a class with him and I was so excited because I love the school and I, I wanted to participate. And the teacher was doing a lesson and I sat with him and two other members because it was a group lesson that she was teaching. And I worked with them on the project that she assigned. We won the project because mm-hmm. whatever. And every, all the other kids in the class were like, well, y'all ain't win because Omar's mom sat with y'all at the table. And I was the only parent volunteer in that class at the time. Um, 
if she wasn't sitting with you guys, you guys wouldn't have won. And of course, I'm getting defensive because I'm like, well, that's not true, homeboy, because they did work. They put in work too. Right. Yes, I advised them and I helped them organize, but I made them do the work. I didn't do the work for them. Um, and when I responded, Omar's like, mom, please stop. You're doing too much. I said, what? What do you mean I'm doing too much? He's like, mom, please, you don't even have to respond. Just don't say nothing. You're doing too much. He felt that's when I saw him differently. Wow. He, I, he, he was almost embarrassed, I think. And I thought I was being the cool mom. Right. Because usually that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And he loves it. But in this setting, he didn't like it. He didn't like me being so vocal. He didn't like me participating. He didn't like me... Um, he just... In that moment, he was introverted. Mm-hmm. My extrovert child was introverted. I know. And I'm like, I, that was odd for me. I was wondering if he was hungry, if he was tired. Like, are you having a bad day? <laughs> do like, I need to change going you? On? What's going something, on? Like, do I need to birth you? Like, right? what's your problem? Because you don't normally act like right. this. The, the dynamic between us is that you know that I'm a, a very vocal person. Mm-hmm. But I didn't let that deter me, honey. So I went to his next class with him. And in that class, the teacher, because it was the end of the year or whatever, the teacher was asking for feedback on what he thought he could do better next year with the incoming kids. And I said, bump that, sir. What could these kids have done better to have been better students? And here go Omar. (laughs) And I'm like, well... That's an honest question that I have. I want to know what you guys could have done as students. He's like, look here. He's like, look, this is exactly why. Yes. Go to the bathroom. Yes. Mommy, can you not sit in the class? None of the other parents are sitting in the class. They're all volunteering and doing stuff outside. Like, why? Mom, please. Like. I'm being me. You better get over it. I said, listen, I've been embarrassing you since day one. It's not going to stop. Okay. You know who I am, and you be doing this to me because when Aaron's at the house, oh my you be gosh. acting a damn fool. Yes. So guess what? I'm getting you back. That's just life. And don't be mad. Because I ain't I'm being strategic. nobody but you. Right. I'm not being nobody I'm but you. Pulling you on you. Right. But that also in your setting. Right. So that helped me also understand that there are parts of him that I don't completely know. There because are. It's, they're developing too. Right. Right. So all of a sudden now he has feelings about embarrassment and and that, some of that is eleven. Him. It's 11. It turns on. I'm telling I'm you. I'm like, boy, these bye. boys. I'm cooler than that. I'm cooler than half the month. Boy, bye. You that wish. fifth grade, sixth. Oh, because Zion's whole thing for the longest time, because I was the one with the cool glasses. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would put something on to go to work. And he was like, why do you have to dress like a teenager? Which mm-hmm. meant jeans and a shirt and Converse's or sneakers or what, like whatever I was rocking because I wasn't dressing up like all businessy. And I was like, I'm not dressed like a teenager. I'm dressing like myself. And like that, but I'm working at school with kids. Like, I don't want to. And I sit on the floor. Like, I I dress comfortably. And so then he's like, so and so said you were pretty. I just can't. Right. They can't take it. They can't take it. And so I. I didn't realize that it bothered him so much, but it really did. Right. And so then now, now fast forward, he's in high school. He has friends that he plays with online. And one particular friend, Larry, is always making comments about me. Tell your mom. To oh, oh, they me do that to eat. Omar, too. Tell your mom to blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know what? If I'm it's not really going to name the, the kids' you, names, but they do it all <laughs> the time. Omar, I heard your mama today. Right. <laughs> Tell your mom, tell my boo, I say, hey. Right. They do that. But Omar, you know what? I don't think he cares. That part I don't think he cares about. I think he's like, mm-hmm, my mom's cute. He, right. He don't care. He, it doesn't bother him. 
but me being vocal or participating at school or showing my personality mm-hmm. to that bothers that right now in this moment he he's finding it a little embarrassing but I don't give a fuck I'm gonna be me yes and just like I allow you to be you because you do that around my friends but the whole point is circling back I feel a level of comfort with my son where I could do that because I don't think that my my parents would have acted like that I don't think that there are a lot of parents that would act like that I have a level of comfort with my son that's the way we interact and I'm not gonna be different you know, I, I'm going to be a little bit more respectful because of the setting, but I'm not going to be different. Right. Um, but now I'm noticing maybe I have to make some adjustments because of the growing pains that he's going through. But that's because I'm an intentional parent and I'm paying attention. Right. So I noticed how it made him feel in that moment. And so I may, may, depending on my mood, I might curtail, depends, curtail it a little bit. Depending on where we are. Right. And what we're doing. Right. I might curtail it just a little bit. But then he also loves it, too. Because mm-hmm. when, when he's online with his friends, he'll call me in the room and he wants me to get involved in, in the rat, conversation. Yes. And, and I'm like, okay, now you're showing off. Because right. he's trying to show kid. My, my mom's not like your mom. Right. We have a different connection. Oh, my gosh. And Zion says that yeah. all the time. Yeah. We just have a different connection. We just have a different kind of relationship. And I'm not saying I'm a better mom. That's not what I'm no, no, saying. No. I just... I know that not all parents are as connected to their Correct. child. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start from the beginning. Omar was a surprise, right? As Zuri's was a surprise. As was Zion. Mm-hmm. It was not. I didn't intentionally get pregnant. I didn't intentionally have you know want to mm-hmm. have kids or anything like that. And dur- throughout my pregnancy, I don't. I can't say that I really felt maternal or I felt super like excited to be pregnant or have a baby. I, I can't say that. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I probably didn't really feel that maternal. I probably really didn't feel like, oh my god, I'm having a baby. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. I was just like, oh my god, I'm having a baby and I'm broke mm-hmm. and I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. Oh my god, it's gonna be so stressful. I can't go out anymore. I was just thinking about focusing on the negatives. But the moment that. Omar came out of my body and I saw him I promise you and the only way I can explain it and I say it like this every time I tell this story was there it was like a light switch that went on and I instantly fell in love and everything that I thought was love prior to completely disappeared and my standards changed in that moment Mm -hmm. it was all in that one fucking moment that I was just like yeah I'm not putting up with that shit no more I'm not doing with that and I want this and I'm gonna be this for this person Mm -hmm. I was instantly head over heels in love with this person this person changed my life he changed my priorities he changed what I wanted he changed everything until this day I'm smitten Mm -hmm. I'm smitten there's nobody that I'm and you know what's funny is that my relationship with Zuri is different automatically because I know what it's like to be a parent, mm-hmm. so my expectations are a little bit different. And I instantly, when I met her, fell in love too, but it's different. Right. It's just different because it's it just different people, mm-hmm. but it's the same concept. Right. But Omar taught me that I had the capacity to love in that, right. in that way. Prior to him, I didn't know I could. Prior to him, I didn't know that I could be so unselfish. 
Yes. Prior to him, I didn't know that I could be so giving and so loving. And so he really brought out the best in me. And so patient. And so understanding. He brought out the best in me. So the least I can do for him is be an amazing mama. And bring out the best in him. Right. Because he brought out so much good in me. Right. So I operate from that standpoint every day. People are like, oh, well. Somebody complimented me. I told you on Instagram. And they said, um... They said something to the effect of, um, no matter what this kid does, or he, he, he's going to be successful because mm-hmm. you really pour into it. something. I can't remember right. the exact words verbatim. I wish I could because it was. Oh, really set good. him up for success. I set him up for success. Right. right. No matter what he does, I've set him up for success, and I, I really believe that. Mm-hmm. I know in my heart of hearts that my son is going to be successful no matter where he ends up because of how much I pour into him it doesn't matter what any teacher says it doesn't matter what anybody else experiences with him it doesn't matter nobody could put any doubt in my mind about this person I know for a fact that this child is going to be the bomb Mm -hmm. in anything that he chooses to do because I pour into him that way I think I feel badly for children that don't have that same support and love and I wonder when I think about when I had Zion I wasn't whole I was um at that plate at that point in my life fairly broken and I had a very hard pregnancy I was devastated because the relationship ended I had so many things going on so I was not in love with the baby Mm -hmm. I I wasn't in love but I was doing what I was supposed to do in terms of my pregnancy and then I was on bed rest I was forced to be so mindful and I started to learn him in those times when we were just being quiet together because you're you're also scared too you're like if I do something something can happen to this baby (laughs) exactly so now a a fear is instilled because you you're carrying a life so now you're really responsible like if I go pee, I got to pee like this or my baby might fall. Right. You know. And I thought about it all the time. Right. And then when he got here, I think that, so I did not have that immediate moment mm-hmm. when I saw him. When he got here, I was just so, um, because he was early. So he was 33 weeks. I was 33 weeks along. So I was not expecting him. And I was just so freaked out and in shock. And then he ended up having to stay at the hospital for a week. Mm-hmm. And so I went home with no baby. So that was more shock. And then it all started to kick in for me probably the third day when I was, no matter what, I was still going to the hospital, sitting with him for all the hours that I could, coming home to eat, sleep, going back. Like I was doing all those things, but I was kind of going through the motions in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then something turned on for me when he was in the NICU. And... I fell in love with him then. But I also realized that all of the other trauma that I experienced through the pregnancy really had done some harm to me. So I dealt with postpartum. Oh, I had severe postpartum. But I had that alongside falling in love with this baby. Right. So that's the thing. Everybody experiences postpartum differently. Mm-hmm. My postpartum wasn't a disconnect from Omar. Right. It was a complete dive into Omar. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, ignore everybody else's shit. Ignore my own shit. Right. Um, so I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. And he was a very needy baby. Mm-hmm. Cry. I mean, colic. I mean, everything. 
but for some reason I just continued to pour into him even though I was losing my mind right I neglected myself so postpartum is different for it is but anyway I didn't mean to no but that was I mean that was a it's a a valid point point, because when I think about what they tell you it looks like versus how mine looked totally different so um I know that um I just part of me falling in love with him was that he needed me so much Mm -hmm. not just because he was a baby but also because he was sick Mm -hmm. and then part of me falling in love with him was that um, I was living in the house with my parents and my grandmother that they loved him so much Mm -hmm. so I was having to fight my grandmother and my mother for my baby and sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night and And my baby would be gone and where would he be in the bed between my parents mm-hmm. and I'd be like give me my baby mm-hmm. and my mom would say go to bed you need to rest that's cause she wouldn't have to be her <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> my mom would take my baby to the picture people at the mall and they would take pictures together like they were mother and son she loved, like she I loved. gave birth to my brother right. like that's right. Right. I was like what are you doing right. but anyhow I um when I think about who my parents were when I was born, like they did not know anything. I also don't think they had the resources either. No, and they didn't know anything. Oh, and first of all, first of all, I don't know everything. I'm just figuring no, shit out along the way. They didn't even know what we know right now. Right, right they right. were just a different because it, the message was: you get married, you have children, you send them to that's school, what you, do. you feed them, and yes. you help in the house, and that's what it is, and that's all you have to do. There's so much more to it. Yes. There's so much more and to it. Is it is a job. Oh, but fuck. it is a passionate job. When like I tell this you, is not like being a I don't know. Like even a even even a bricklayer has to lay it with care. Right. You don't just put the bricks any kind of way. Right, right. You have to arrange it and be intentional about how you're putting this thing together. And if the, you don't want it to fall apart. Right. right. So like this is the same thing we're doing with these children. Right. Like we are so intentional. Like I, I think about okay, so I think about um when Around, I guess around 11, someone had mentioned masturbation to me about, um, with regards to Zion. Not that he had been doing it, but but I guess putting it on my but radar it's a, it's a that it was going to come. Right. right. And so I was like, huh. So what I did was, first I had to go get through over my little, oh my gosh, my baby. Right. By myself. Mm-hmm. But I also had to be mindful of not shaming him. Right. So I don't want him to ever feel ashamed of something that is natural Mm -hmm. where he's got. And I wanted him to understand the difference between privacy and sneaking. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to feel like you have to sneak. You never have to sneak in your house. Private. You are. You deserve. You're entitled to your privacy. You have your own room. You're entitled. And it has a door. And what I will do to respect your privacy is knock and give you a couple of seconds to recover. Okay. so no, I I don't know. You just bust up in there? Yeah. Well, I let him know. What you gonna I, say? I let him know I'm coming. <laughs> I let him know I'm coming. So as I'm walking down the hall, I'll be like, Omar. Okay. Like, I'm well, that's like a knock. to give him a heads up. That's a knock. But I'm walking in. Okay. Well, that's a knock. Listen, he was on a toilet the other day. I just walked him back to him. Hey, what's going on? What you doing? Oh, okay. That's why. Listen. That's why. he does what he does. Right. I said to him, um, because prior to, I said to him, you need to read 
before you get online with your friends. Mm-hmm. And it was <gasps> the whole side thing. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. You can side till the cows come home. You are not getting online until you read. And then on top of that, because you huffed and puffed, you have to go outside and play basketball for 30 minutes. And you also have to practice your drums. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. And I don't care. You can have them puffed till the cows come home. It doesn't matter. And so he's like, yes, You better Mom. do it to this beat. Right. So I'm like, I wonder if he's reading. Omar, no response. Omar, no response. So I walk into the room. I see that he's not in there. And I see his bathroom door is closed. I open the door. I'm like, just making sure you're reading. <laughs> they close the bathroom door. He's like, dang, Ma, yes, I'm reading. And he was reading. Right. But, yeah, no. This is still my house. It is. And you're still a child. And there are times when I tell you to do something that, you know, yeah, your, your privacy may be limited. However, I'm respectful of certain things. So at nighttime, when it's time to go to sleep, your door is closed. Omar always closes his door. He mm-hmm. likes his door closed. I'm not, like, sleep with your door open. Right. And I'm not going to walk into your room in the middle of the night to see what you're doing. Or, you know, half the time, he's the one walking down into our room. Like, what y'all doing down here? Can I sleep with y'all? All up in our business. I'm, I'm really, you know, I mind my business. because. Yes. Tr- but, okay, there's also this. A lot of parents, you know, with technology these days, um, a lot of kids have phones and whatever. Parents feel like, well, I shouldn't give respect their privacy. I shouldn't look through their. Oh room. no, that's not true. I I'm read all up email. In the phone. I yeah. read messages. I read, and if you think that you could hide those little apps from me, where y'all send messages to each other, that I don't know. I can. I see everything. I read mm-hmm. DMs. I read Snapchat. I read everything. Right. I know everything that's going on. And anytime I see anything inappropriate, which I, I ask have, questions. Not only do I ask questions, but I let him know the gravity of what's mm-hmm. happening and why it's inappropriate how he should handle it right. and the correct way to, I don't say oh, what the hell is wrong with you why are you doing this right. because then no. you're just belittling right. them and it's just wrong I give him the tools to know how to deal with situations like that if somebody sends him an inappropriate picture I'm like okay so how do you think that you should respond to this mm-hmm. and if your teacher saw this on your phone how, how what would be the perception what do you think the reaction would right. be so is this appropriate no it's not so how do you think you should handle it and I let I give him the tools or I try to help Critical him come to thinking right I try to help them. Which come we up don't soon. do that. No. Well, I won't say we because no. we do. Right. But it's a lot not of parents done. don't. They just tell the kid, they "Don't just, do that. Right. You, this is wrong. You won't get in trouble. They gonna suspend yeah. you." No. You just indoctrinate your children. And it's like you're not really giving them the tools to understand how to process certain things or how to deal with certain situations. I intentionally operate where I'm giving Omar the tools to mm-hmm. be successful in every aspect, not just academically. I'm not just sitting down at the table and studying with him for three hours a night, which I do. Right. Which I do. And this the stuff that he's doing, I did I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I had to figure it out. It's hard work. I'm basically back in school with Omar, okay? It's not just academically. I give him tools to be successful mentally, emotionally, and physically. Right. I make him and Omar definitely inherited the love to eat gene, okay? That boy loved to eat some food just right. like me. But I also let him know the importance of your body's your temple. You got to take care of your physical right. being. And when you get older, if you've taken care of yourself as a child, it'll be easier for you. Yes. You know, because I didn't take care of myself as a child, it's harder for me as an adult to maintain that physical, you know, right. nature. Um, and I make sure I'm setting him up for success so that he can be a well-rounded adult. Right. It's right. intentional. He can and have that critical fun. thinking is a, is I'm a big telling piece. You, it's a big thing. Oh, and common sense. So, Which, right. so a lot of things with, that I do with Omar too are accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, I teach him how to cook. 
but he not only knows how to cook, he also knows how to clean up after himself after mm-hmm. he cooks. Um, he knows how to do his own laundry. He knows how to clean his own bathroom. He knows how to pay bills online. He knows how to anything if I sent him to the grocery store he basically would know what to buy at the grocery store he can make a meal breakfast lunch and dinner at least three Mm -hmm. in each category I'm setting him up for real life success there's nothing more unattractive than a grown-ass man that does not know how to make his own bed or make you uh, some eggs for breakfast or clean his own toilet right those are things that people oftentimes neglect Mm -hmm. that's also a part of success those small things and I know for a fact that whoever he marries or chooses to be with is going to be like damn sh- your mama your did mama a job, did a on job. thank yes. you honey I love you mama right. because I really did put thought and effort into the type of man that I'm raising because mm-hmm. you are raising a man right? not a child man, did I tell you the other day we um, he invited some friends over and um, the friend said he was hungry. And he was like, hmm, I'm hungry too. You know what? I'm going to make some pork chops. He's like, you want some pork chops? <laughs> His friend was like, no, I don't want any pork chops. He's like, okay, so you want a pizza? I can make you a pizza. You want an apple on the side with that? How would you, you know, what you need? Yes. Mommy, you need something? Can I make you something too? Are you good? Okay. And he knew how to multitask. Right. And he knew how. And his pork chops actually turned out really good. Mm. Like he'd been, I'd been coaching him for so long mm-hmm. that he was able to do certain things. Does he still make mistakes? Yes. The other day, the boy cooking bacon didn't even let me know. I see smoke. I'm like, what is going on? I said, Omar, you got to turn the flame down. Right. Because the grease gets hot. Jesus, Lord, what are you doing? (laughs) He still makes mistakes, but he basically has the grasp and concept. And if he had to survive on his own, he He could. He could. Yeah. He could. People fail to equip their children with those simple tools as well. Yes, I expose him. Omar has traveled more than most adults. Right. He, you know, I expose him to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We, we do a lot of adventurous things together. We right. zip line, we snorkel, we s- swim with sharks and shit like that. We right. do all kinds of craziness. I really do because I want him to have fun, but I also make him work for it. Right. If he has he to did, earn it. Yeah, if he has to earn it. If he fucks up in school, he ain't doing shit. Right. You Omar's can see my s- pictures when mommy comes home oh, girl, because I'm I will, going. Listen, I'll FaceTime him right. too from, where, from me ziplining <laughs> in the Himalayas and be right. like, hey, boo, I'm having a great time. Will you study? You good at summer school? Oh, good for right. you. All right. I'll, I'll hit you back later. Yeah. I, and I'm still going to enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. But guess what? As long as you give me your 150%, I'm going to give you 190 Right. And you will be rewarded. Because that's what life's about. It I give is. him a good balance. It's not just, oh, you got to work hard all the time. No. Omar is greatly rewarded. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for them to see what hard work can yield for them. Absolutely. Because, yeah, I mean, intrinsically, we all want to do a great job, whatever. But we also do what we do because it's going to yield us a result. Right. We want to live where we want to live. We want right. to drive where we want to drive. We want to go be able to buy something without having to count the pennies and calculate which check am I going to do this with. We all, you know, so many of us want that and we're teaching them that. And I think that that is not really a lesson he learned from me. Yes, I've exposed him to certain things where he's like, wow, and he understands the value of money. He mm-hmm. does understand the value of a dollar. Um, he understands that I worked hard in order to save to be able to do this. He knows that I don't make a lot of mm-hmm. money, um, but I'm smart with my money. Mm-hmm. So we're able to make certain you know, trips and do certain things. But I think his father is really, I have to give this to him. I think that his dad has done a great job of showing Omar what, and it's not his lifestyle, but he knows so many people that have 
that are successful and have successful and beautiful homes and and they've worked hard and every time he's with his father his father makes it a point to take him to these places and say hey if you work hard this is what you can do this is what you can have and so ever since he's been little he's been very driven and focused as to achieving mm -hmm. high achieving because he's like I want to have that and I want to be able to do that I want to be able to build a house for myself and build my mama a house in the back because I'm right. not going to be right there with you. In my backyard. Right? I do. I want her to do, I want to be able to do for my family. I want right. to be able to take care of people. So I have to give his father some credit too. Mm -hmm. it's, an, it's an effort that we both made to make sure that Omar realizes his own potential. Right. And that we give him the tools to try to reach that potential. Right. Um, he's going to end up to be whoever he wants to be. We just want him to be the best version of that person. Right. That's all. We're not trying to coerce and say, we need you to be a doctor. We need, no, we, no, I don't need you to be anything I but you what to be you... the best you, you that you can period. be. Period. Right. And I want to give you the tools to do that. So, back to the intentional parenting and, and why I think that we're a little bit different than most people. Um, and I don't think that it's anybody's fault. I think that these people, a lot of... Every parent loves their child. Right. But not everybody, every parent pays attention to their child. To the details. And to their child. Yeah. And I, I, for me, I know that being a teacher definitely helped to make me a better parent. Because I was exposed to so many children, so many personalities, so many. And so it just made me more mindful in how I was dealing with the children in my classroom, but also how I dealt with my own child at home. Mm -hmm. But... Even without that, my, just my own upbringing and then my own perspective on life would have colored how I parented him. Right. I, I don't, I love how I've parented him. I'm, I'm proud of I'm how, proud of I'm it. like so proud of it. And I know that it was, it's this combination of all the people that love me and love him and God blessing us and just everything like it's all coming together to to make this a, a situation where we can't do anything but win right. and I want that for him and, he, and, and for myself because right. it's you know their, their growth and how they evolve and bloom is directly tied to us right. and it'll be like oh my gosh you did such a phenomenal job. And when somebody says that, it like oh really my settles it's, into my it's, soul. It's the best compliment you can give me. Yeah. When somebody compliments my parenting or the way that I, that's the best compliment you can give me. I don't right. care about, oh, you look good. or I don't care about mm -hmm. none of that shit. If you tell me, wow, you are an amazing mom. You're doing right. a great job. Girl, I love to I know. That. It sets a smile. I mean, for the rest of the week, I have a smile yes. on my face. What bothers me is when other other parents don't take their job as a parent as seriously as I do, mm -hmm. and then they're hard on their on their kid. And I'm like, well, your kid's not meeting your expectations because you haven't given them the tools. To. Right. So I think that every child is different. I don't feel like everybody should be like Omar. I don't feel like everybody should be like Zion because right. every child is different. But every parent really needs to tune into their child and pour into what they need. Right. Not the way that I'm doing it with my child because mm -hmm. that may not be what your child needs. But a good parent will pay attention and give Correct. Their, their child the tools 
for success for what that particular child needs it just upsets me when I don't see it happening and I know that we have to wrap up but um but this is something that we'll be able to continue to move into because it doesn't end here like this, I think this was a great and it's opening. an everyday effort. It really is. Who's to say that Omar won't meet a girl next week that he falls in love with, and she completely was like, "Fuck school, let's run away." Right. And we he's live like, in okay, a, and live in Bye. Maui, and he's like, "Ooh, this girl got, right. you know, whatever. She got money. I'm out, mom." And you like all this work? <laughs> I he, know he could disappoint me. You he know, could. I, you know, I'm not saying, but I know that I've given him the tools, and I'm doing the very best job that right. I can. The very best that I can. The very best that I can. My blood, sweat, and tears has gone into this child. Glad I met you as a mom. Oh, you're the bomb ass mom, too. That's why I love you, girl. (laughs) I love you, too, girl. All right, y'all. Until next time. So you can catch us on Instagram, A-R-I-N-503-R-Y-E-6-3. 